Okay. Okay, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, this uh, shear will dedicate the Nishmat, all of the soldiers uh, that have fallen, Al Kiddush Hashem, and all of the Nifka'e terror, the people who died, uh, civilians that died, Al Kiddush Hashem, from terror attacks. Um, so, we are continuing our halachot of Kilchot um, Nida. And the first two shirim, basically the first shir told us what makes a woman uh, uh, impure, mitoraita. And there we saw that basically she needs two conditions. She needs to obviously see blood from uh, the uterus, from the makar. And mitoraita, in order for her to be she also needs to have a hargasha. She has to have some type of sensation uh, of the body, of the blood leaving her body. Uh, we discussed that the achronim uh, defined three possible uh, types of sensations that could fall into this category. Uh, but barring the, that fact, uh, if a woman doesn't have a sensation um, and she finds blood, uh, then she is not Tmea Midoraita. Um, however, she is Tmea Midorabanan, and this is called, she has seen a Ketem. Literally, we're going to translate that as a stain. And the reason why it's only Midorabanan is because she did not uh, have their sensation with it. A, um, one, one caveat to that is that if she did an internal Bodhika, then we view uh, that not necessarily as a as a stain, but basically we uh, we say that the bedika cancelled out or hid the uh, sensation that she might have felt, and therefore any internal bedika has basically none of the leniencies that we find regarding ktamim apply to an internal bedika. So that's a, a separate share that we'll we'll get to um, later on also when we talk about. Uh, gynecological examinations, etc. But assuming that we're not talking about an internal bedicka, we're assuming that we found that a woman found blood uh, on her undergarments, etc., on sheets, that is called a ketem, and therefore she is However, we found that already Rabbi Akiva says that if there is a plausible argument to say that the blood came from somewhere else, then we can be tolle, we can assume or we can attribute that blood to being from somewhere else. That was one leniency that we found with ketamim. Part of that leniency is the size of the blood found. Now, if it's less than what we call a gris, which is the amount of blood of a certain bean, then we assume that this is not nidda blood. And why is that? We assume that it came from a louse, and we discussed in last week's year the famous shit of the Khatam Sofer, that even though it might not be found, these Laos uh, might, need, might not be found, we do not need to be more machmir than the Xaira or the leniencies of Chazal. And that comes back to our machloket between Rashi and the Raivad. What was the purpose of the Xairat Khatamin? And we saw that there's a shit of the Raivad and the Ran, that the whole Xaira of Khatamin is not necessarily because it's really connected to a chashash doraita of, of, of we might, she might have missed the hargasha, but rather this is connected to a broader din of tumantara. And since tumantara no longer apply, on the one hand, we can't get rid of the decrees of the of Chazal. On the other hand, we don't need to be more machmer than the decrees that were there. And therefore, any blood less than a gris, which we approximate is approximately 19 millimeters in diameter, a woman would not become tmea. Another uh, leniency that we discussed last week was if it was found on something that's not makabal tumah, that's not susceptible to impurity, she would also not be makabal tumah. And that was a machloket achronim, how to define uh, um, a paper and, uh, and uh, pads and hygienic pads and all these types of things. Uh, the last leniency is that it has to be found on white uh, undergarments. If it's not found on white, then it wouldn't be um, it wouldn't be metame the woman. So those are all basically leniencies that 
apply to a woman who sees a ketem, she's tmea midrabanan, unless one of those leniencies apply. Um, we're now going to move on to a separate part of the nida, hilchot nida, and that is assuming that a woman is impure, assuming that a woman is a nida. When I say nida, it's the more uh, I'm using the I'm using the, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, not the correct terminology, but it's the spoken terminology, calling her a nida, because really uh, we apply the laws of a zava, but I'm just going to call her a nida. So uh, let's say, as, assuming a woman has seen blood, um, either she got a period or she has uh, a ketem and, and she's now tmea, now she has to start the purification process. What needs to be done in order for the purification process to begin? So because of the first year, we said that today, we anytime a woman sees blood, we assume we take the humras of a nida and a zava. Okay? Practically, that means that she can only go to the mikvah after she has counted seven clean days, like a zava lady, meaning she has to have seven clean days, what's called shevanakim, and after she has shevanakim, she can go to the mikvah. So theoretically, a woman sees blood on a uh, Sunday, Monday or Sunday night begins the shevanakim. However, before she can start the shevanakim, uh, as we'll see, this what, what I just said now that as soon as she stops seeing blood, she can start a shevanakim is actually incorrect. There's going to be another limitation of four or five days, but that we'll see at the end of the shear. For the first part of the shear, I just want to discuss how does she start her shevanakim? Is it she just stopped seeing blood and therefore she saw blood on a Sunday? Sunday night is the first of her seven clean days. So here, Chazal understood that she needs to break her, call it Chazaka, her assumed status of a Zava. And how do we break that assumed status? She has to do a Bedika, she has to do a check to prove to herself and to the world that basically she has stopped seeing blood. Once she has done a bedika, and the bedika is clean and there's no blood, we can now begin to change that chazaka, that assumed status of her being a zava, to start in the shevanakim. But it is critical before she can start the shevanakim that she does a bedika to prove that she has stopped her bleeding status. And this bedikah is called a hefsektara. So let's let's begin and we'll start with the, the halacha of the Ramah. The Ramah says uh, in Yoradea Kuf Tzadik Vav that mina kasher huk isha poseket betara shetirchatz veloveshet levanim. So basically a woman should wash the wash herself uh, as we'll see either wash that specific area or entire body and then she wears what uh, she changes to white garbs, uh, undergarments, and that is the beginning of her uh, process for the beginning of the Shevanakim. Uh, the Igrot Moshe in Yoradea, Chelek Bet, Siman Ayn Aleph says, Is a woman permitted to wash herself well, uh, even internally? Uh, before she does the bedikah. Now, what 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 could be the argument that says that that is not acceptable? And the argument could be, well, if she washes herself, you know, she's kind of getting rid of any any blood. So so perhaps that could be a problem because she might actually be seeing blood, but because she's washing it away, um, the evidence of the blood is no longer there. Explains explains Igrot Moshe the stami in general, there's no problem. Right? That we already assume that this isn't the first day that she's seeing blood, and therefore, and therefore we can assume that she stops seeing blood. Nevertheless, says the Igrot Moshe, she should wait a few minutes, approximately half a, a quarter of an hour, 
before doing the bedika. Um, um, that basically the dark uh, etara of Mordechai Eliyahu basically said she doesn't even wash. She can just uh, clean that area uh, and and or just even wipe it if it needs to be done. Now, how does she do the bedika? And remember, this bedika is on the day that she's still seeing blood. So let's say she saw she's been seeing blood for a few days. It's now let's say Sunday uh, morning. She thinks she stops seeing blood. Sunday afternoon, she wants to do the bedika. That bedika takes place, the hefsektara takes place on the day that she still saw blood, meaning the hefsektara is not the first day of the Shevanakim. This is a very important, and people get confused about this. Um, it's crazy how many women actually have not been taught correctly about this. The hefsektara begins before the Shevanakim, before the seven clean days, and it not only does it begin, it has to take place before sunset. It has to take place before she starts the seven days of being clean. So, says the Shulchan Aruch in Yeradeh, kol b'dikot elu, b'em b'dikat hefsektar, b'em v'yakol ha-shivat, shrichot liyot b'gedet pishtan lavan yashan o b'tzemer gefen o b'tzemer lavan naki perach. Basically, it has to be with a white linen cloth that is soft that she can check herself with and we can, if there's any blood, it will show up on the, uh, on the, on the, um, on the check. And the Shulchan basically goes into details that the check has to be quite uh, invasive. It has to be a very deep internal check. And uh, basically the Rama uh, uh, make, is Makel that if she didn't do it, uh, if you didn't do a completely a very deep check, but just a, a minimal check, but yeah, but yeah, it is uh, it is okay. Um, now, what happens if a woman did a bidik on Sunday afternoon? Again, she thought she had stopped seeing Sunday morning. She wants to start her shemanakim on sev on this on the next day on Monday. So, in order to do that, she has to do a bidika. Sunday afternoon, she did a bedikah and it didn't come out clean. Says the Torah Tatara, Isha Shabbat Katzma bedikah sektara matzah adam aluklach bedam, and she found that it wasn't clean. He chola lachzor velichotzei tayv otom akom b'mayim v'achakach tachzor v'tiv dokshani. She can do this a, a, a few times. It's not a problem to do many checks to try and uh, uh, allow herself to become clean. Uh, again, assuming that all of the bedikot are before Bain Hashmashot. Now, just a practical uh, Sefer Pua points out that it is not healthy that a woman uh, does uh, a lot of checks because she can make the, the, seria, the, the area very irritable and sensitive, which can actually cause bleeding. So one has to weigh it up, uh, you know, and, and also, as we'll see, because of this, it's not worthwhile that women start doing bedikas you know, a few minutes before Shkia, because if there is a problem and they're going to need to try and want to make another bedika, they can get pressurized and 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 they won't have the enough time to separate between bedikas. That can cause irritation and 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 bleeding for for no reason. Um, but again, we won't be able to work that out, and therefore she'll she'll lose a day just for for no reason. Maybe even more days if she irritates the area. Uh, now. Uh, Ramor Willig says regarding multiple bedikot before the hefsektara, lechatchila one should wait five minutes in between every bedika. But the eved one can basically be lenient without any significant time at all and go from one bedika to another. So um, I'm going to skip the mochdachuk for a moment and I just want to go into the time of the the, the hefsektara. So we discussed. The, the Hefsektara has to be done um, before the onset of the Shevanakim. Now, Shevanakim start from the night. So if, if, she, start, if she did a Hefsektara on Sunday afternoon and it was clean, Sunday evening, i.e. Monday, would be the first day of her Shevanakim. And because of this, says the Shulchan Aruch, again, in uh, Siman Kuf Tzadibab, 
שבעה ימים שעזב, סופר, שעזב הסופרת מתחילים ממחרת יום שפסקה בו. They begin the day after she stopped seeing blood. וכך משפטה, אם תראה שני ימים או שלושה, הוא פסקה מלראות. אוקיי, uh, okay, we don't... Let's leave that halacha because that's not what we're going to... Uh, we'll come back to that in, uh, at the end of the shir. בדיקה זאת תהיה סמוך לבין השמשות. When does she do the hefsek tar? Explains the shulchan aruch. This is done just before shkia. Now, what's the benefit of doing it just before shkia? If we are trying to establish that a woman has stopped seeing blood, one would like to establish it as close as possible to shkia. Why? Because... Let's say she did a bedikah at two o'clock in the afternoon. Theoretically, she could have seen blood at 2.30 in the afternoon on that Sunday, meaning that there's always a chashash that, that even though she did a bedikah and it was clean, she might have seen blood afterwards. So therefore, it is preferable, according to most, that it is done samukh lebein hashmashot. towards the end of the day, so that the chazaka of her changing her status is, 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 is quite a strong um, and, safe, and safe. However, the Ramah says, This is Even if she did it on, again, let's say our Sunday morning at 8 o'clock in the morning, And she found herself to be Torah, sagi v'kach. That would work. That would be a hefsek tara. So a hefsek tara can be done the entire day. It has to be done after, uh, after daybreak. But it can be done in the morning. And that will be good enough, sufficient for her that night to begin her sheva nekiyah. However, the Marek Kohen says, "Yes, we should do that sort of bedikat hefsek as a muklash kiyat hachama, right? As as close to sunset, but obviously not not after sunset." Ula chatchila ein laktimol lifnei zman mincha ketana shushatayim or mechza lifnei ashkia. Preferably, one shouldn't uh, do it before mincha ketana. Mincha ketana is two and a half hours before uh, sunset. One shouldn't do that. However, then he says, Nashim of Zotachar Tzoraim, the women who are in the workplace in the afternoon, or they are, um, you know, uh, uh, occupied. They are allowed to do it in the morning. And um, there is... Uh, even those women that are planning to do it in the afternoon, Rav Binyamin Forst has a very clever suggestion, which I know many color teachers uh, teach young brides to do. And this is as follows. It is a good practice for women to do a Tharabadika in the morning preceding the Hepzik Tara. And the reason for that is uh, since if a woman forgot to do a Badika, At the end of the day, she can rely on uh, the morning bedika as a hefsektara. And this happens many, this is a frequent shayla. A woman calls uh, up the rabbi and says, I forgot to do a bedika. Can I still do a bedika? When shkia, etc., etc. All of this problem will be, would be alleviated if she had done a backup bedika in the morning. If she had done a backup bedika in the morning, it would resolve the entire issue. And therefore, it is a very clever and highly um, um, suggested way of doing things that a woman on the day of her hefzik tara does a bedika in the morning, and then as a backup, and Bezrat Hashem, after Mincha Katana, she goes and she does another, um, another bedika. Now, Rav, uh, Rav Mordechai Willig, um, sorry, Sorry, not from Mordechai Willig, sorry. Um, okay. Now the question comes in. We said that a woman has to do a bedika before Hepzik Tara. It is unbelievable how many shilas I've got regarding this, where a woman 
calls up and wants to know uh, she missed it, she forgot it, she's doing the Hefzik Tara, but it's, it's borderline Shkia or it's after Shkia, can it count? And uh, so we'll see, this is a very common Shaila. Again, we can get around the whole Shaila if you would do a Badika in the morning. But assuming a woman didn't do a Badika in the morning and she did a Badika straight after Shkia, says the Mar'e Kohen, the first opinion is the Mar'e Kohen, and lacher b'shum ofen b'dika tefsektar lacher shkia im shachacha v'yichra lo alta la habedika doesn't work. V'lo tuchal im not etzvanikim yom acharat elam yom asheni. She has to she loses the day. She has to wait another day and do an, and then she can um, uh, and and it's preferable that she does another b'dika uh, the next day. Then he says bishat chagadol. She should ask a shayla. Uh, and furthermore, he says, if she's not sure, this is a suffix doraita, and therefore she has to, we have to be machmir uh, and say that the hefzik tara was done after shkia, and it's a problem. The, uh, now the Torah tara says, if she didn't check, if it's only three or four minutes, basically, according to the Torah Tatara, there's a window of three to four minutes. If he did it after Shkia, but within three or four minutes, it's still good. The Igrot Moshe says as follows, If she didn't do it, she was uh, unable to extend uh, circumstances after Shkia. Yechola begimel rivei mil rishonim mitam asveik sveik shelachan shelachen en bekan New York shelachen bekan New York hurak ad teisha minutes mitchilat Shkia. According to Rav Moshe Feinstein, basically he holds that the eved one can be lenient up to nine minutes. Now that was in in uh, in uh, New York and New York, the uh, Shkia was uh, it was a longer period between Shkia and Seita Kochavim than in Eretz Israel. Um, that uh, so he was Michael uh, for nine minutes. If a woman did a check after Shkia within the first nine minutes, that is still acceptable. Um, Rav David Feinstein says that his father was only makel in extenuating circumstances, but not, not in general. Um, there is a, a fourth opinion, and that is the opinion of Rav Ovadia Yosef. I think we skipped it, maybe. Um, can't find it. That's strange. Um, Rav Ovadia Yosef just trying to see where it is. Um, oh, it's not brought down. It's uh, it's in Taratabait, sorry. But Ravavad Yosef is basically Makel um, up to 13 minutes, at least in Eretz Israel. Up to 13 minutes, but he ever, he is uh, Makel for for, for, for that if a woman did a bedikah within the first 13 minutes after Shkia, one can be makel. I heard from Mori Barabi, Rav Shlomo Levi, um, who wrote the Sefer on Hilchot Nidr Sharei Ora, he gives a, he is also lenient, up to 13, um, up to 13 minutes, but with one, with one distinction. He says that if a woman did a bedikah and she wasn't coming clean, meaning that she was keeping on doing bedikas and she went over into the 13 minutes, he's not lenient. However, let's say a woman forgot and she did one bedika within the 13 minutes, then he would be lenient. So those are the four shritas that we've seen according to Mare Kohen. There isn't really room to be lenient after Shkia. According to the Torah Tatara, three or four minutes. According to Rav Moshe Feinstein, nine minutes. According to Rav Ovadia Yosef, even up to 13 minutes. So obviously, uh, everyone must follow their own posek, but those are generally the shitters uh, brought down in the uh, poskim. 
Now, oh, sorry. That, that after, after we, uh, now that we've discussed the Hefzik Tara, let's go back to the Moch Dachuk. Moch Dachuk is not mentioned in the, in, in the Gemara. It's first mentioned by the Rashba. And the Rashba is dealing with a, uh, with a question. How is it that a, a woman does a Vedika, Hefzik Tara, and that helps to create a certainty that after that, she didn't, for that day, she didn't continue seeing blood. Let's say sunset is at uh, six o'clock in the evening and she did a bedikah at five o'clock in the evening, five o'clock in the afternoon. And the bedikah was clean. But who says that after that bedikah, the next hour, she didn't see blood. Once she's in the Shevanakim, so, okay, she's changed her halachic status um, she's now in her Shevanakim. So she doesn't have a Chazaka. But remember that day, let's call it the Sunday, where in the morning she saw blood, that's a day of her Chazaka of seeing blood. So yes, she's done a Hefsek Tara, but the day is still a day of her seeing blood. So the Rashba was concerned. How, is, how does it work that we can be certain that she hasn't, that she might not see blood for the next hour? And therefore, the Rashba says that theoretically, a woman should be checking herself constantly, basically until Tzayta Kochavim. Now, what does it mean, checking herself constantly? That, that's pretty much uh, impossible, right? Um, and therefore, the Rashba says, okay, she needs to have a, 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 a insert a, a cloth and leave it there. And if there was bleeding, the, it, it would show up on the cloth. And this is called the Mokhtachuk. And the Shulchan Aruch in Yeradea quotes us, Ulolam Yelameid Adam. And the Ramah adds over here two very important words, Lahachmir Lachatchila. As we saw, this was not mentioned by the Gemara, this was mentioned by the Rashba. And the Shulchan Aruch says a person should teach his, 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 his household, his wife, to do this. But the Ramah adds that this is a Chumra Lachatchila. That she should place some type of uh, insert a, uh, a check. And she then all the time of because this allows us to have a certainty that the Chazak has been broken, that she is now starting Shevan Akim definitely without seeing blood. Um, there are different opinions. Uh, how to define this? This, uh, this uh, as we saw, it's a chosen says mitzvah min a muvchar lasot gam mochtachuk kol ben ashmashot. This is preferable. It's a mitzvah min a muvchar. This is how it should be done, uh, uh, right? Um, however, then he says, "Raata yom echad bilvat." If she only saw for one day. And she does a hefsek tara. Gon yesh la tzorich la sot hefsek tara b'oto yom. Tamtin lispor shivat anekim al achar chamisha yamim or hasoteret b'shem anekim. Or in all of these cases, tzricha hefsek tara samuch le'erev davka. Umilvad abdika tzricha moch dachuk min adin umachmirim af bedi eved. So basically, in the case where a woman only saw one one day. There, the Chumrah of Mokhtachuk uh, is going to be more Machmir. It's going to be more Machmir according to Ravosna without, uh, without getting into all the specifics. This uh, question of a Mokhtachuk when a woman only saw for one day. What does it mean she saw for one day? It means that she was, let's say, in the middle of a Shemenakim and she, she, had a, she, she saw blood on, on day three. So not only does she have to do a hefsek tara, but she has to do a mochtachuk, and the din of the mochtachuk might be more machmir. So that is a shayla that needs to be asked um, if that comes in, but one should know that there is such a, uh, there is such a din. Um, so as we saw, the din basically of a mochtachuk is not the absolute critical check. The critical check is the hefsek tara. And therefore, says the Torah Tatara, Mikoma komim kashela latet mochtachuk b'meshe kol zman ben ashmashot, 
For many women, this is very difficult. It causes irritation. It might even cause bleeding. It causes pain, right? Or it's going to cause irritation that might cause bleeding. So there are poskim that say that women, definitely women that have uh, just, uh, uh, um, you know, after getting married, um, uh, you know, brides that have just got married or after childbirth, where the area is, is very sensitive, one can be lenient and not worry about the mochtachuk, other women that have a certain irritations. Um, uh, there's also uh, um, there's a leniency not to not to have a mochtachuk. One should obviously discuss it with a, a halachic authority, but there's there's reason uh, to be lenient when there is a uh, uh, when there is a other issues involved, such as irritation or pain, etc. We've discussed the time for the hefsektara, and so we assume that let's go to our uh, our timeline. A woman was basically saw blood. She got her cycle. She then stopped seeing uh, blood. Let's call it a Sunday. Sunday afternoon, she did her hefsektara. Uh, Sunday ben hashmashot, she did her mochtachuk, uh, and everything's good. Both the Hefsektara was good, the Mochtachuk was good. Sunday evening begins her Sheva Nekim. And these are the seven clean days. And the seven clean days, as we saw, the Ramah says she now wears white garments. And these seven clean days, basically, we have to uh, check. She has to check that she doesn't uh, uh, see blood within these seven days. If within these seven days she doesn't see blood, at the end of the seventh day, uh, on the night of the eighth day, she can go to the mikvah. So, where does this come from? Says the Torah in Sefer Vayikra, Perik Tetvav, Pasuk Chavchet. Vim Tahara Mizova, a woman who has stopped seeing uh, blood, i.e., as we said, Hefsektara, etc., she has to count seven days for herself, and then afterwards she will be pure. Afterwards, meaning that afterwards she goes to the mikvah. Obviously, without going to the mikvah, she's not uh, pure. But that is the um, that is the basic principle of how a woman becomes pure. Says the What happens if a woman got mixed up in the day? She's not sure if today's number, day four, day five. Since this is a suffix doraita, a woman has to know what day her shevanakim began, began. And if there's a suffix, she has to be machmir. Now, during these seven clean days, she has to ensure that she's not seeing blood. How does she ensure that she's not seeing blood? So here the Mishnah tells us that there's a machloket tanaim. The Mishnah in Nida, Perik Yud, says as follows. Hazav v'azava. Both a male zav and a zava. And again, when we talk about a Nida woman today, we assume that she's she, we, we, we adopt all the chumras as if she was a zava. Shebat kuatzman beyom rishon umatsu tahor. On the first day of the Shevanikim, this isn't the Hefsektara. On the first day of the Shevanikim, they did a Bedika and they found there were Tahor. Tahor. And they did a Bedika, the woman did a Bedika on the seventh day, on day one and on day seven. Over and above the Hefsektara, on day one and day seven, she did a Bedika. What were Ushari Amim time Lob Badku? But the other day she didn't do a bedika. Rabliezer, Omer, Harain, Baches, Katara. It works. All she needs to do is day one and day seven. If she sees on day one and day seven, we can assume that if she saw, if she if she didn't see on day seven and she didn't see on day one, then we assume that all the interim days she never saw blood as well. Rabbi Yeshua Omer, Enlaim Ela Yom Rishon Yom Shvi Bilvad. Rabbi Yeshua says no. The only thing we can Assume is day one she didn't see blood and day seven she didn't see blood. But from day two to day six, we have no, we don't know. And therefore says Rabbi Yeshua, she's got two days of Shevanikim, day one and day seven. Okay, 
So day eight is going to be her third day of Shemenakim. Rabbi Kiva Omer, Ein lahem eleyom shvi bilvad. Says Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, hold on a second. You cannot join. First of all, he says, I agree with Rabbi Yeshua. If she didn't count, if she didn't do Badika on the day, we can't count it. So what does Rabbi Akiva disagree with Rabbi Yeshua? Rabbi Akiva says, I agree with you, Rabbi Yeshua, that if she didn't check on that day, we can't count it. But I'm going to be more machmir than you. You said she did a Badika on day one. And then she did a bit on day seven. Okay, let's count them as two days. And she just needs to complete another five. Says Rabbi Akiva, that's not good enough. Because since there was a break between day one and day seven, I lose day one. And now basically day seven is the first day that she did a bit. So, okay, she's got to check another six days. How do we pass him? The Gemara Nida, Dach Zayin Amud Bet says, Tanya Rav Shimon Birav Yosi Omrim, near Indi Vrei Rabbi Yezim, Indi Rabbi Yoshua that we accept the opinion of Rabbi Yezim more than Rabbi Yoshua, and Rabbi Akiva more than everybody, i.e. Rabbi Akiva was the most machmir, even though we not necessarily think it's the right decision, the halacha has, and we won't get into the Gemara, what does this mean? Even though we think so, nevertheless, the halacha has been paskened, and therefore, if a woman did a bedika on day one and day seven, the Gemara paskins that that night she could go to the mikvah because that's good enough to create shemenakim. You've got like uh, bounders on the shemenakim day one and day day seven. That is good enough. Um, now, up until now, we've just said that she has to check. It seems from the Gemara. That how many checks does she have to do a day? Lichora one check. How, however, Tosvot bring as follows. Right? But says Tosvot not to get confused. She did a hefsektara before she started the Shemanikim. And she checked on day one and checked on day seven. Good to go. And then Tosfot adds, Okay, so that's Bediyevet. Bediyevet, a woman did a Hefzek Tara. On let's call it Sunday. And then on Monday, she did a Bedika. That was the first of, a, uh, of the Shem And on day seven of the Shem that's good enough. However, then Tosfot says, A woman has to do Bedika every day. So although Bediyevet, we pass in like Rabbi Yezer, if she did it on day one and day seven, it works. Lechatchila should, says Tosot, she has to do Bedika every day of the Shem The Beit Yosef brings a machloket Rishonim. Says the Beit Yosef, Uvachol shivat yemea svirat trichal yot bodeket lechatchila pa'amachat beyom. She has to check herself lechatchila once a day. Ken katu aramban, varashpa, varosh, so we see many Rishonim hold that once a day is the Lechatchila. Since the Gemara just talks about one day and the Rishonim talk about one, once a day, we're talking about one check a day. However, let's just... Uh, um, Skip to the bold and uh, the bold lines, right? Oh, sorry, we've got to read it. Umash katab rabbeinu shebesefer mitzvot, the smag katav pa'amayim, and this is also besefer mitzvot gadol, sefer mitzvot katan, I the smag and the smak and the sefer truma and the mordechai shebodeket pa'amayim b'chol yom mimei asvira. According to them, a woman has to check twice every day. Pa'amachat shachrit when she gets out of bed. Pa'amachat kesholechet la'arvit. Uh, i.e. in the evening. Uh, now it's interesting when he says uh, the, 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 the intention over there is referring to before um, before uh, sunset. Right? Um, um, okay, so now uh, 
I'm just uh, seeing in the footnotes if we said anything. Um, but that 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 is the uh, that is the, the what it's referring to. And how does the Shulchan Aruch rule? Basically before sunset. Now that is a psak of the Shulchan Aruch, meaning that we have three levels over here. We have lechat according to the Shulchan Aruch, we pass like the smag and the smack, that a woman should be checking herself twice a day, every day of the Shevanakim. There are certain Rishon in that hold that the Lechatchila is once a day, every day of the Shemenekim. Everyone though agrees that if a woman checked on day one and day seven, that would be good enough. Now, Rav Mordechai Willig says the following. He says, and I'll, I'll read it. Let's read it inside. The position of the Shulchan Aruch that requires two daily Bedikot Lechatchila is based on the Mordechai. And he is re- referencing a different social reality in which women were mostly found at home and had additional assistance raising children. Thus, they were able to perform additional bedikot in an unpressured environment. In the contemporary setting, however, women are more likely to be found outside the house or in less conducive situations, and the risk of irritation from a pressurized bedikah is greater. Accordingly, the standard of one daily bedikah, which we saw was a shit of the Rashba and the the Ramban and the Rosh, the Tur and other Rishonim, is appropriate even lechatchila. Meaning, that according to Rabbi Mordechai Willig, one does not lechatchila have to do two bedikot, one has to only do one bedikah. And that is the lechatchila. As we mentioned, bedyeved, it sounds like day one and day seven would be good enough. Now, it gets a bit more complicated because what happens, the Gemara says like this, Meaning, we said, but yeah, if they checked on day one and day seven, it's not a problem. But here comes a challenge. A woman checked on day one, she forgot to check on day seven, but she checked on day eight. Can we say, okay, she's still got a Shevon Akim, it's, uh, instead of being one and seven, she's got one and eight. So this is the question of the Gemara. And it worked. Day one and day eight, no blood. But they didn't check. What would be the din? According to Rabbi Yezer, if she checked on day one and day seven, it would be good enough. Do we need day one and day seven, both the beginning and the end of the Trevenakim? But over here, we don't have the end because she missed it. She did it on day eight. Or perhaps the critical focus for Rabliezer was the beginning, day one. The bottom line is, according to Rav, even if you just did Pedik on day one, it would be okay. Rabbi Hanin No, we need both the first and the seventh day. And since she did a Pedik on day eight, this is going to be very, very problematic because Halach, Halach her Bedika, um, and this has is is also a frequent shaila. You have women, and it's very it's a, it's very sad because you have women that uh, for whatever reasons only did a bedikah on day one and day seven, and they forgot to do a bedikah on day seven, and then they call up the rabbi and they say, Rabbi, I've just done a bedikah, but it's off to shkia. So what happens in that case? So the Gemara says that according to Rabbi Hanina, she's in trouble because she doesn't have a Shevanakim. And how do we paskin? So who do we paskin like? The Rambam uh, basically paskins like Rav. That as long as you do on day one, she doesn't destroy all seven days. But uh, the Smag, the Sefer Chuma, they don't paskin like that. They paskin like Rabbi Hanina that if she didn't do it on day one and day seven, we're in trouble. How does the Shulchan Aruch rule? Says the Shulchan Aruch, 
‫ואם לא בדקה בכל שבעה אלא פעם אחת, ‫לא שלה בדקה ביום ראשון של השבעה ‫או ביום שביעי או באחד מהאמצעים, ‫שהיא just did one day בדיקה, ‫מאחר שבדקה ביום שקודם השבעה ‫מצאה טהורה, ‫סן שהיא דלה הפסק טהרה, ‫עלו לה. ‫אקוראים תרפיניון אמרואן, ‫האישית את הרמב״ם, ‫זה יהיה אוקיי. ‫אבל אם לא בדקה כל שבעה, ‫אבל אם היא לא עושה את כל שבעה, ‫אין לה אלא יום שמיני בלבד. ‫אז היא רק עושה את זה ביום שמיני, ‫אוקיי, זה... ויש אומרים, ולכן הוא אומר, שצריך שתבדוק ביום ראשון מהשבעה וביום השביעי, ואין להקל. הוא אומר, סמסי, אני קוראים את השיטה של סמאג, שהיא צריכה לבדוק על דיי וואן ואין דיי סבן, אי פסקני לק רבי חנינה זה אינדרסטנדינג של רבי אליעזר, לא רב, ושולחן ארוך רולס ואין להקל. Meaning that is the halakha, although it's going against the Rambam, which is very strange, although it's brought as a second opinion in the Shulchan Aruch, nevertheless, since he adds ve'ein la'akel, the achronim understand that this is the accepted psak of, um, of, the, uh, of the Shulchan Aruch, and therefore, if a woman misses it on day seven, she's in trouble. Now, because of this issue, that a woman checks only on day one and on day seven. Let's say a woman has a certain irritation. And because she has an irritation, um, um, she, she gets a psak that she, she doesn't have to do a bedika every day. She can do a minimum uh, bedika on day one and day seven. Okay. Says Machon Pua, במקרה שאישה מתקשה להתאר לבעלה, ניתן להקל לכתחילה במספר בדיקות. In a case where a woman is struggling to become pure to be with her husband, one can be lenient on the amount of checks she has to do, כיוון שזה שעת הדחק, זה קוראים לזה שעת הדחק. However, even if she accepts that the most lenient opinion, do a check on day one and day seven, and again, that's after she's done her hefsek tara, חשוב מאוד לשלב גם בדיחה אחת בימים שבינתיים. She should do a check on day four, day, day three, day four. Why? כגון ביום שלישי או רביעי, and the purpose of that is that if she forgets on day eight, it's not going to destroy Hashem and Akim. Why is it not going to destroy Hashem and Akim? You can never have a gap of five days. Meaning if she did a, a predict on day one, and she did a bedikah on day seven, that's a maximum bedikah of a, a, a gap of five days. But if she did a bedikah, and that's acceptable. But if she did a bedikah on day one and on day eight, now there's a gap of six days, and that's unacceptable. And therefore, basically, it destroys her shem and So says Sefer Machon Puah, even if she's going to do it on day one and day seven, let her do a bedikah sometime on day four. Why? Because if she missed, she forgot day seven, and she does it on day eight, it's not a problem because there's never a gap of six days. She did it on day one, day four, and day eight. Maximum, there was a three-day gap or four-day gap, and that wouldn't be a problem. But if she didn't do a bedikah in the interim days and she missed day seven, she lost the entire Shevan Akim. Okay, we discussed the proper time for the... Oh, no, we didn't discuss, sorry. Says, when, she should, when should she do this bedika? Says the Ramah, Vabdikat ye l'or ayom v'lo l'or aner, b'di'eved ma'ani afin l'or aner. It should be done in daylight and, ex- and examined by daylight, but if b'di'eved one can even use the light of a candle. Says Rav Levi, she'elot regilot sh'arim sh'ain shum she'ela, v'nikar gam balayel sh'alilot gam l'or aner, when it's not a question, one can definitely say that this beged, this bedika was done, uh, you can check it at night. However, if there's a question, then it should be done uh, in the day. Now, um, rabbis that are, are, are dealing with the um, bedika cloths, um, the, the light is critical because the light actually can change the color or how our eyes view the color on, on the bedika. So in terms of, uh, of bedika, uh, many, many uh, post game that do bedikas, 
prefer to say, wait till the morning and I'll check it because they have a good good light. Some have a light that they say, Tom, this is, I know this light, it's the same, it looks the same under this light as it does in, in sunlight and therefore it's not a problem. But uh, Shevet Halevi says if there's a real suffix, one should wait, uh, one should wait for that to, to, um, to be checked during the day. Now, up until now, um, and, and I don't think we're going to have time to, to, to explain this topic, so we're going to leave it for, for, for next week's share. But up until now, we basically assumed that a woman uh, see, saw blood, she stopped seeing blood, she does a hepsectara, mochta chuk, shevanakim, and she can go to the mikvah. However, there's going to be a very, very important uh, caveat to that. And as we'll see, that chronological timeline is actually incorrect. A woman cannot just, she saw blood, she stops seeing blood, she can, you know, have a hepsectar and start a shevanakim. There's going to be a problem. And even if a woman has a, a, a menstrual cycle of, of, of two days, she will not be able to start on her third day the shevanakim because there's going to be a further problem and that is uh, the, the, the topic of shikhvat zera. The shikhvat zera, the semen that might, she, she, she might have in her, she might have had relations with her husband uh, prior to getting her, her period, she might not. Um, we'll discuss that all next week, but that basically will limit her ability to start the Shem Akim as soon as she see, stops seeing blood. I'll just uh, give an introduction that although it seems very machmir, as we'll see, practically speaking, it's not really enough kamina because most women don't have a, a menstrual cycle of only one or two days, meaning most women can't come clean uh, within the first uh, three to four days anyway, and therefore it's, it's the, 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 the shayla, although as we'll discuss, is machloka between Svarim and Ashkenazim, how practical, how lenient one can be this isn't such a, 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 a practical leniency, even if one wants to be lenient, because most women don't have such short cycles and can become clean uh, after two or three days. Okay, so that we'll discuss, Bezrat Hashem. Uh, next week, we'll pick up with when did the Sheva Nikim begin. Um, we should, Bezrat uh, Hashem, uh, the learning was uh, and Bezrat Hashem, this evening we should all be able to celebrate Chag uh, Yom um, this evening. Okay, thank you for listening.